0: You haven't lived until you've heard the show Americans are talking about, the show that launches its listeners to the height of humanity, the audio hour that travels the landscape of adventure, the sound that comforts more than the clip of your first bolt.
1: It's the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show!
0: Uh, we outdoor adventure summits the airwaves it's the ogden outdoor adventure show i am your host our brandon long on belay with you for the next about 40 minutes or so with me via zoom our um, co-host this week so one co-host one guest uh, the best co-host in all the land todd at the top i am hanging out in banyan one todd is hanging out uh at home i guess i don't know where are you todd Yep, I'm home. At home, and Bryden, uh, our our special guest this week, is in an undisclosed location. We'll get uh, back to that here in a minute, but we we literally it's we cannot tell you where he is. This is very important. Um, no,
1: no, no, nobody can know where I'm at. Yes, uh, <laughs> this week
0: we have a a weekly happy. We do have um, our interview here with with our guest Bryden Boley, purveyor of the news. Traverse, a curated, used, and vintage apparel shop within gear 30. Uh, We'll give you some on the docket, including uh, some virtual avalanche classes. Also, uh, very important um, news or update about snow basin season passes. In the news, Bonneville shoreline trail improvement, Park City cancellations, snowbird parking reservations, the nature cure, feed the sheep, snow is coming, First triggered uh, avalanche of the season. The Big Gear show moves. Where is it moving to? And Todd, I'm really sorry about this next one. Um, but it, but it, but it is worth considering. This is news. It is a news story. Mount Everest induced boners, and we'll go over what that means um, in the news segment worth watching the falcon we'll give you a gear 30 segment again um you know i want to tell you about the traverse but we'll hit that early but we'll tell you what's going on at the shop quote of the week and outdoor jukebox all of this and more on the ogden outdoor adventure show episode 361 uh mad world so let's charge he summits with the agility of a mountain goat Flasher's routes faster than UPS is more intimate in the mountains than Jake Gyllenhaal. He's Todd to the top. Todd to the top on his... Sixth or seventh Zoom call of the day, so thanks, Todd, for setting this up. (laughs) Squeeze it in one more. Squeezing in one more. Well, let's give you a weekly happy. I know it's been a, a stressful week. This is. Let's go with like a survival story, um, right out of California. This is our weekly happy. If you guys can see the screen now, I will show. I don't. This thing went viral, so maybe you've already seen it. But the kayakers that were swallowed by a humpback whale. You guys seen this? What? Yeah, these these kayakers were And watch the stand up paddleboarder. So this kayaker here in the yellow, this is Avila Beach, California. I don't know where that is. Um they they are literally well watching. They they bait the whale. So they do this on purpose. Yeah. And here comes the, And this paddle Oh shh. Oh
1: shh. <laughs> Yes.
0: What? But they were okay. So this is the slow motion. The kayakers are in the mouth of the humpback whale right there. Mm. They actually make mm. it out. Mm. Yeah, pretty wild. Uh, it's a, the, they would survived. They went in the water. They went in the drink for like a minute and then, <laughs> and then they were good. They were all good. <laughs> it's a good story. Happy ending. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Right?
1: That's a
0: oh, great video. That, that, well, that uh, is crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Uh, all right, so Bryden, thanks for joining us this week. Bryden, bully purveyor um, of the new Traverse, the curated vintage used store within Gear 30 opens next week, next Thursday on the twelfth.
1: Yep. Bryden, what PM.
0: the what the hell is this? What are you doing? What? Why don't you describe it?
1: <laughs> uh. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on. Um, Yeah, I feel like there's a lot to uh, go over and describe uh, to really properly portray the message um, of what Traverse actually, uh, the intentions of what Traverse is. Um, I think the first thing that comes to my mind is that uh, it's an attempt to share with people that um, quality outdoor gear, um, lasts a lot longer than what people are, um, using their own personal things for, uh, or like the time length that people are using outdoor gear for, um, there's a lot of outdoor gear in existence that's just sitting in closets or sitting, um, on shelves or in, who knows, it's like donated to thrift stores, or whatever, that still has a lot of life in it. And sometimes those things look the aesthetic and the style of those things look cooler than the things that are coming out today. So that that's, that's one, that's one goal. Um, yeah. So, and then another thing is to share um, how cool some of this stuff is. I don't know. I, f- I feel kind of nervous. I don't know how to no, explain No, that, that's
0: good. But you, you um, came up with, this is all your idea, but do you remember <laughs> how you came up with it or where or what you could were you thrifting and was like you know what probably i could do this in the shop like what was the process like how did that come how, along? How did
1: i get to the point yeah yeah it goes back a, um i think it goes back a really long time um so i've been <clears throat> for some reason sort of uh to the point where i i would say i'm obsessed with uh like vintage outdoor gear for a really long time maybe eight or nine years at this point um where I've been like seeking it out in thrift stores and trying to find it maybe buying it even like liking something so much that I buy it on eBay from somebody for like some crazy price I don't know something like that but um yeah it's been like maybe eight or nine years now that I've been like seeking things like this out especially especially Patagonia do you have a, really, a
0: personal prized possession right now that you bought that you thrifted? Not, not your Gucci uh, shoes.
1: Yeah. I've got a couple like, uh, Patagonia items that uh, are vintage that are definitely like my prized possessions. <laughs> um, do you want me to tell you what they are?
0: No. Yeah. I just curious what, what you okay. had that you really yeah, liked.
1: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, okay. The first thing that comes to my mind, um, one of my friends in Buffalo, New York, um, He runs a vintage store. And one time I traded him two years ago, I traded him a pair of air blaster snow pants for a spring 1997 line, uh, Patagonia deep pile fleece. And it's like this really sweet nineties, like turquoise blue with like a purple inside. Uh, and those are really rare. Um, and especially in the condition that it's in. So that's like one of my most prized possessions. Um, I got a similar one like that at Vantage in Salt Lake City not too long ago. A uh I think it's a, a fall 97 one. Um basically any of like the deep pile 90s Patagonia that they made like deep pile is this material that Patagonia made that's like super super fuzzy. It looks like the uh material that could be on like the toilet seat of your grandma's house that like mm. really fuzzy. It is there. Uh, yeah.
0: That
1: that's called uh deep pile material. So any any vintage patagonia d pile is like worth quite a bit and definitely very rare very rare so
0: well you you showed me some of the things that i mean some of the stuff sells for almost a thousand dollars
1: oh yeah uh yeah that's actually like something that's really rare to find um in a brand um and the north face definitely is this way as well in, in some in some regard like on uh, certain uncertain things that they've made over the years but patagonia is like this very strange brand that like has done such a good job at developing like uh, a fan base that just adores like anything that they make and they're this it, they have this like rare um, thing that they're doing or that has created from has been created from their fans and that's things that are older are actually worth more than things that are coming out today. So the older, the more expensive. Any, anything from Patagonia in the 70s or anything that's like Chouinard equipment back when Yvonne Chouinard started Patagonia, like anything anything like that, I mean, that can go for thousands for sure.
0: You've got a couple other brands that are sort of a big deal. You have North Face, Mountain Hardware, Dale of Norway. <laughs> uh, are, are there others that I missed?
1: Uh, Arcteryx is one Arcteryx? that I'm super interested in as well. Arcteryx is like, I, I'm not super educated on like, the brand itself. Um, But I do know that like early 2000s Arcteryx is like very expensive and, and very rare. Um, But yeah, I'm definitely interested in Arcteryx. Um, Maybe even some like made in USA Columbia from the nineties back. Like, I don't know when they were really operating out of Portland and they didn't like buy mountain hardware, stuff like that. Older Columbia is really cool too. Even, even older REI stuff in-house, their in-house brand. Older REI stuff is really cool.
0: So the concept of the store, what you're doing is um you're you're collecting the stuff. Like like right now you're out trying to find stuff to sell. Like this just doesn't happen upon you. You've got to go find it, right?
1: Yeah. And it's very hard to find. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So then and then you yeah. you're gonna release it in what would be drops, I guess. Um
1: Yep. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Um That's correct. And then and you get to choose the drop. So whatever whatever you choose, that's, a, and there's, they're all just one offs. So if you get it, you get it. Correct. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's a that's something that um, I think uh, has really drawn people to vintage clothing is um, when you shop for something, uh, you're not having a full size run of something. Um, if it fits, it fits. If it doesn't fit, you might still want it because um, you know if it's a little bit bigger on you you're kind of like well i really really like this and i'll never find it again there like there's that one aspect of shopping for vintage clothing is wh- how long would it take and will i ever find this ever again because when you're shopping brand new you know you're like oh this doesn't really fit me like maybe i'll get online go some to some other online store and they might have my size that doesn't that doesn't happen with vintage clothing it's it's all it's all one off it's all right there in person and you have that shopper experience of, of feeling like you found something that nobody else, uh, can have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's unique.
2: where this is where this is like a uh, curated, uh, experience to some degree. Is this, I mean, is, is this mostly for your collector or is this for somebody who wants to save some money on some gear? What's, what's your idea or a mix of both maybe?
1: Yeah. It's it. My, uh, goal is to address both. Um, so the main goal is to help Gear 30's customer basis where um, if they feel like they can't really, um, so we, we sell premier mountain equipment. We sell what we feel is the best stuff in the outdoors industry. Um, heirloom, the best... heirloom stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So like if we, there, I feel like uh, if customers feel like they can't really necessarily afford that brand new jacket or tent or sleep bag, whatever it might be. um, Traverse is a really good alternate option for them uh, to come and get like an Arcteryx or Patagonia jacket that still has a bunch of life in it left. And it's going to be, it could be half the price of something brand new. So I'm trying to address that clientele, but then also I'm trying to address people that have the similar, have the same interests as me where they like, are really seeking these things out um that are really hard to find and like i don't know yeah vintage collectors vintage vintage shoppers kind of like it's, it's like a two-way it's like a two-way street coming towards yeah, it's Trevor. like you're
2: going like you're going to a record store or something i mean you could still find some good deals but uh you find those treasures that are going to be little investments too exactly um, so it's, yeah. it's a good mix yeah that's awesome yeah. i think it's great idea
1: that's Thank a you. good example yeah,
0: I'm, todd there was record stores
1: yeah i'm yeah. super excited about it yeah um
0: so first drop yeah. is thursday the 12th at gear 30 and it's going to be now you put a time stamp on that so five or 5 30 something like that
1: i said 5 p.m yeah 5 p.m five yep 5 p.m so you have uh two hours to shop on the 12th before we close and um yeah and then it will be available until it's gone
0: until it's gone, and then the second drop, I think we're gonna do on um, Black Friday.
1: Yep. Uh yeah. Black Friday, like a Black Friday drop. Uh we haven't really decided yet if it's gonna be on Black Friday specifically yeah. that day, but there will be a Black Friday drop, and um, hopefully, I'm anticipating even like a Christmas drop as well.
0: Oh, cool. Okay.
1: Yep.
2: Now, Brian, uh, are you are you securing most of this gear? If somebody has something
1: cool that they want to, you know, I don't know
2: sell to you or sell to gear 30 what do you do then
1: yeah so actually we um that's still in the works we've uh we've done this with a couple of our like uh regular customers and um one of our athletes one of our ambassadors but gear 30 will be implementing a system where people can bring their used uh or vintage gear in and i'll be a i will be I can appraise it and then we can give that person um a gift card for store credit in exchange for uh what they bring so and that's something you're
2: thinking uh, of doing down the line but not quite yet
1: um i think we'll be doing it pretty quickly uh pretty quickly here but so pretty soon but um we don't have a set plan for that just yet like i said we have done it with a couple of our like really close regular ambassadors but um Other than that, uh, we still need to figure out a way to really implement that and and act on it. But we will be doing that, yeah.
0: But it's not consignment.
1: Yes, that's something I was just about to say. Um, For those of you, if you're listening to this right now and you're kind of imagining like a consignment shop where um, there's a a bunch of different options or you see racks of, uh, I don't know, like, it kind of looks like a garage with a bunch of clothing. It's not going to be that at all. Um, it's going to be very selective, very specific, um, with intention, everything, everything that you could buy from the traverse section of gear 30. Um, there's intention in each, in each individual piece. So it's not, um, it's not like, I don't know. Don't anticipate, don't anticipate this being a thrift store or like a ski swap uh outerwear section. It's not going to be that at all. Um this is definitely one of a kind for Ogden. Um I've never seen it in Ogden or I, I don't I don't know. I haven't really seen it uh maybe ever. I mean, I've seen <laughs> things like it. Uh like Vantage in, in Salt Lake City is a really great example. I really Look up to those guys, um, my friends. Advantage, um, but like my, but Traverse is definitely more specific to outdoor gear. They have outdoor gear, but they do all sorts of vintage clothing, and they have a, a really great selection. So, yeah.
0: And then, and
2: then I just have one last little question for you: Is this just clothing, or is this is this also gear as well?
1: Um, right now it's just clothing, and I'm I'm considering doing some like camping hard goods and maybe some footwear very specific selective footwear but um there's not going to be any like ski or snowboard hard goods um yeah maybe like in a spring drop we might have like some sleeping bags and a tent or something like that um very specific things but right now it's just clothing
2: sweet i do know that i um i enjoy looking at uh vintage uh like backpacks and bags and things like that you know yeah yeah. um some of these things that have a lot of charm you know what i mean through the years and uh and bags that i would still use today and so uh you you keep an eye out you see some cool bags you think of me because i love those old backpacks
1: okay i see old backpacks all the time i think that's
2: kind of rad too
1: i take that i take back what uh something i just said that this definitely has been done um in certain places, Brandon just sent me a a really fantastic article of this guy who has a collection in Brooklyn. Um, and that was really, really cool. Um, I guess I was just trying to say that, like, especially in Ogden, I've never seen like a vintage outdoor gear store or like anything that specific. You know what I mean? So there's people who have done it. Um, but I've mainly only seen it like on an online shopper experience, not so much an in-person.
0: Yeah. to follow along, you're putting everything on Instagram, I mean, meaning all the communication and stuff.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, I, I've been posting daily on Instagram. i um, just like little teas, items or like cool photos that I, I think are, I don't know, cool vintage outdoor photos, stuff like that. So yeah, you should come and follow me on Instagram. It's a uh, traverse underscore Ogden. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Thanks, Bryden. <laughs> I'm stoked, man. Launches I really, on I, Thursday.
1: I, I I mean, honestly, when it comes down to it, I think it's it's exciting. And I just want to share what I think is cool with people. Um, yeah. And maybe they'll think it's cool, too. Maybe they won't. I don't know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's an but... experiment. Experiments are good. You never know how they're going to turn
1: out. That's awesome. It's experiment. It's definitely an experiment. Yep.
0: Well, I know you're hanging out with us in a, in a very important parking lot, um, somewhere in America, probably uh, in the West, but who knows? Maybe you're, maybe you're in Pennsylvania. I don't know where you're, where you are right now. You could be, anywhere. I mean,
1: I could be, I uh, hear there's a vintage supply on Mars, so uh, <laughs> I'd be on Mars, i mean we never really know
0: yeah you don't know uh we're gonna move to the on the docket section brian you're more than welcome to hang out with this or if you want to jump off feel free either way i'll hang out for a little bit okay man uh on the docket and uh, i have some very important news so first of all the 10th through the 12th is the 13th annual utah snow and avalanche workshop it is all virtual so the utah avalanche center is going virtual Uh, Go to their website under events. It's from 630 to 9 p.m. all three days. That's November 10th through the 12th. It's the 13th annual Utah Snow and Avalanche Workshop. All right, now here's the uh, very important local information. I know I have a season pass to uh, Snow Basin. I know a lot of you listeners do. The Snow Basin season pass pickup, uh, they they are requiring that you print your pass before opening day, Um, meaning I don't think they're going to do it up there in the lodge like they normally do so there will be a pass pickup at golden spike arena november 13th through the 14th uh, so friday it will be 5 30 to 9 and saturday it will be 10 a.m to 4 p.m so if you have a season pass to snow basin you have to figure out how to how to get your um, pass printed before opening day which is what are we like two three weeks away we're we're getting close Wow. whoa yeah, yeah. Uh, also, next weekend is the Antelope Island Fall Classic 50K. So if you had plans to go out to the island, you will see a bunch of trail runners out there running the 50K, and that's uh, Ogden Classic. It's a great run. And then we talked about this one on the last show, episode 360, the Ogden Nature Center Cup Hop fundraiser for Grounds for Coffee. Um, on well, it's for the Ogden Nature Center, but there's a Grounds for Coffee. Um, location on from november 16th through the 21st the cafe merc location on 26th from the 23rd through 28th and then um there you can you can pick one up at the at ogden nature center during during their holiday open house november 30th through december 5th and then there's one um at daily rise the 28th 2865 washington boulevard um november 30th through december 5th so you get your cop and you get you can get a uh, a cup of coffee there, and then the proceeds go to Ogden Nature Center. Uh, and then if you don't you want Thanksgiving dinner, but you don't want to cook Thanksgiving dinner, Snow Basin will cook it for you. The Snow Basin Thanksgiving dinner curbside pickup will be November twenty sixth from eleven a.m. to three p.m., which is pretty cool. Um, okay, so you guys have your thanksgiving's day plans figured out yet yeah
1: i personally don't um (laughs) maybe my mom will have like a bunch of really good food or something like that i don't know (laughs) Uh,
0: all right i'm gonna share my screen let's go over some news items here uh we'll jump into number one the bonneville shoreline is going under some some repair here trails foundation of northern utah is upgrading some popular sections of the bonneville shoreline trail a busy section of one of the state's most popular mountain trails has received a significant upgrade according to the standard examiner last month the trails foundation of northern utah completed a repair of the bonneville shoreline trail near the north ogden divide eric manning who's been on the show a few times the group's executive director said the segment of the trail which runs from the box elder weaver county border to the to the divide road in North Ogden is heavily used by hikers and mountain bikers and has degraded over the past several years. So they uh, did some upgrade to it. So hopefully you locals will, will go use it. Um, And um, the trails foundation does have a, basically a subscription model for donation. So if you go to Trails foundation, Northern Utah, you can jump in as a, as a member subscriber, kind of a thing and pay monthly and, and help build trails locally, which is very cool park city lodging this is bad news uh seeing a string of holiday cancellations meaning uh people are nervous still so um and this is i think kind of expected that uh, people are, are saying you know what We're, we may wait on the ski industry or flying out and staying in park city at least to go skiing this winter uh locals probably don't mind that so much they're probably like yeah cool more snow for me i don't know but uh Ourself. What's that, Bryden?
1: I said. I said they're saying more to ourselves.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, so I don't really ski or ride snowbird, but I know a lot of people do. But they are doing parking reservations this year, so um, you have to, I guess, reserve a parking spot. So this is to help keep the the amount of traffic down up there, and you know, co- COVID is is an issue that we can navigate and keep. At least we can try and keep resorts open which is which is the goal so snow snowbird announced today uh, further details on its parking reservation system this is according to ski utah an important way snowbird plans to manage the number of people on property in order to ensure the well-being of its guests staff and community the parking reservation system part of snowbirds operation stay safe will be in place every day of the season and parking spaces must be reserved before arriving to the resort to ensure availability i don't I don't know how they're going to get the word out because there's, there's still going to be a lot of people just show up and there's no parking but yeah go to snowbird.com slash parking and and get it done if you plan on going to snowbird this season um are you stressed out are you stressed 20, 2020 got you stressed go to nature see nature uh i know Bryden's pretty good at this. He kind of takes it to the extreme and sees nature for like months at a time.
1: <laughs> not this past summer. Not or not this past summer, but yeah, uh, I try.
0: You through hikers, um, but there's there's you know there's healthy. It's healthy for you, uh, emotional health. Uh, there's been some studies that have come out that say go in nature. Uh, they found in a study in 2015 that people who took a 90 minute walk. In a natural setting, experienced less activity in the stress and rumination sections of their brains compared with people who took a similar walk in an urban setting. Calming natural sounds or even natural silence have also been linked to a lower blood pressure and a reduction of stress hormones, uh, the stress hormone cortisol. So nature is for you. Uh,
1: Big luck.
2: Big love to nature. I like it. And let's use those too. numbers to protect every damn inch of that we possibly can, <laughs> for all times. Mm. <laughs> every time we hear, every time they talk about those studies, I'm like, okay, let's let's use those and let's keep those in mind.
0: Well, and Todd, Duh. you're involved in a project too that I, you know, it was interesting to hear just the other day. Um, you know, there's some some development here in downtown Ogden, and one of the developers who are associated with the project talked very much about how it's important to bring nature into those urban settings. So in, th- you know, it helps with the overall mood and, and vibe and just your mental health in, in urban areas. Yeah,
2: no, it's completely true. Those little oasis. You need mm-hmm. those urban oases. I love that. What's the plural of oasis? O- oasis Oasis?
0: oasis Oasis? oasis. I, oasis, 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 oasis. A wasted uh, is
1: the plural. That's the plural. Uh, is a wasted. Yeah. Uh, to, add to, to add to this, like, uh, to add to how nature affects your mental health, um, plugging Traverse again. Uh, shopping, shopping for vintage clothing is the most environmentally friend- friendly way to dress yourself. So, wearing Good clothing point. that you distance. So, that's something to uh, for everyone to uh, think about. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's that's Yeah, I mean, upcycle up cycle. Speaking yeah, upcycle. of upcycling, what are you doing with your pumpkins? Well, I'm, I'm leaving pump-
2: mine out this month, because I didn't carve them. So I'm, I'm still gonna enjoy them for November. So.
0: Yeah, I have <laughs> two that I carved and I and I chucked them and, I, and then I found this article. <laughs> um, your leftover pumpkins can help feed hungry Colorado sheep. How about that? Uh, I'm sure there's some sheep in Utah, too. but Doesn't uh,
2: have to be Colorado sheep.
0: Nope, nope. Uh, a food bank in southern Colorado is asking for your leftover jack-o'-lanterns to help feed local farm animals. The Care and Share <laughs> Food Bank is collecting leftover pumpkins and squash from Halloween until Sunday, November 15th. So if you've got – hey, if you're, if you're in the area, run your pumpkins on down there.
1: You think it. Colorado sheep know – that they are Colorado sheep.
0: Nope. Nope. I I think that
2: is a distinctly human thing that we have to claim that we're these little areas. I think that they, I think they'd be happy taking Utah pumpkin as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's good stuff. It's going to snow. Hopefully next week along the Pacific uh, Pacific along the uh, Northern Rockies. I don't know where it got Pacific from. Oh, right here. Pacific Northwest Canada and the rockies so maybe in the sierra be ready it's gonna snow it's coming multiple storms which is good well
1: where, where another uh, hint at where i am uh where i am located right now did have snow on the hills this morning canada i'm not that's all i'll say
0: I'm just guessing
2: north, just north. north. You're, you're just north of us. <laughs> Wherever that is, you're north of us.
0: Yeah. Am I right
1: or am I right? Or maybe I'm so far south that yeah, you're north. that it's uh, snowing. Wait, that wouldn't make sense.
0: Well, so I mean, you'd, have, you'd have to be uh, in like South Pole. South Pole. Yeah. It's avalanche season and we just had the first... Uh, avalanche in Col- uh, skier triggered avalanche that happened in colorado it was reported near breckenridge so yes it is that season as the snow drops avalanches do occur um go follow ogden avalanche here locally on instagram and stay tuned to what the conditions will are like on a daily weekly basis also you can go to the utah avalanche center and look at um you know conditions there as well and take a know before you go course or sit through one of their little presentations it's fantastic um it's avalanche season avalanche season is now Uh, we did talk about the big gear show that was supposed to happen this summer it was supposed to be their first year here in salt lake and obviously that did not happen so they have new dates a new venue um they're moving to deer valley instead of downtown salt lake they say that uh, that is so that they can actually do the uh, the show outside. So they'll have um, they'll have booths set up outside, a lot of booths set up outside. And then you can, you know, test paddle boards right there on, on on the little pond lake thingy. And anyway, we'll see how it goes. The new big gear show, which I think this is open to the public, if I remember right. Huh. What yeah. a strange change of venue! I seems
2: so
1: odd. big gear yeah. show.
0: The big gear show. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is look at how happy this guy is. See his face, how happy he is. Well, it's because Mount Everest can induce uncontrollable boners. Yes. Isn't it like?
2: Isn't it really cold there?
0: This is my favorite graphic for those who I, are watching this.
2: Oh my! <laughs>
0: which movie was that uh, it's, it's not airplane is it
2: maybe or what, something like that one of the it's airplanes of oh
0: my gosh that's so funny
2: baseball
0: yeah i something don't know Something like that um also known as altitude thickness the phenomena of getting boners with changes in atmospheric pressure has long been known but rarely discussed uh, aspect of climbing mount everest apparently lower pressure due to altitude gain can cause blood to flow directly to that region of the male body and induce erections it also happens on airplanes and in which case it is referred to as the airplane boner everest summit alum syrnith varma spoke with vice news about it in an article aptly named why climbing mount everest gives people weird boners now this is the worst interview i have ever read in my life like Like, look at the first question okay and um did you get an erection well obviously because we're talking about like you're interviewing me dude yeah um yes it happened to me just after i crossed the 4500 meters Uh, i think it depends on the climbing experience though i'm sure it's different for everyone Uh, for me i ever only got those in the morning well okay um walk me through your first ever everest boner what happened What kind of question is this? Well, I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't even know it was a possibility. I woke up and I asked the Sherpa why it was happening and what caused it. Because the first thing you do is ask your Sherpa, right? Uh, They know everything.
2: They know everything. (laughs) The Sherpas are part of the five and a half mile high club. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my. I think you could just
0: shut the story down now. I think you set me up for a punchline. That's all you did on that. <laughs> oh, my God. Ask the Sherpa. He explained that it was because of the altitude and blood flow. Did it only happen in the morning? No. But it does say that they, they, because of the altitude that it could last for two hours. And let me, you know, let me say that sometimes it's hard to go to the fridge in the kitchen, let alone try and hike Everest, I'm sure. So dealing with that for two hours is, is, is not pretty. <laughs> I did not know that this was an issue. However, now everybody knows. Climbing Mount Everest, it does these things to your body. So, um,
2: how has this not come wow. up in other stories?
0: I don't. I don't know, dude. It's. <laughs> we finally found it. We finally found it. So, uh, Bryden went. Bryden went. Um, oh, there, Bryden's back. I was like, he must. Maybe the back of his window shows where he was. it was giving away his location. So he had to kill the video on it. Cut the cut the recording. Cut. cut the recording. Cut the recording. Okay, I do have something worth watching. Um, this is very cool. So I'll go ahead and and reshare the screen here. I found this little short. Todd, this reminds me of you know the shorts that we watch for BAMP films. I think it's really well done. Uh found this, it's it's out on outsideonline.com. It's this gal, she's a pro skier. It seems like she's a pro skier anyway. She's sponsored by a few few groups here. She owns a van nicknamed the Falcon. It's a 1990 camper van. Um, anyway, I'll play the a little The Falcon bit.
2: is a great name for a van. It That's isn't it? That's a good choice.
0: Yeah, for real. All right, here's, here's the uh, video. If it'll play.
2: People always ask me what my van's like, but I never really know what to say. She's a 1990 double-decker camper van called the falcon it's like sprinter sprinter falcon
0: <laughs> one of these things does not belong yeah
1: um are you in a rush if you want to make pancakes <laughs> yeah, let's go.
2: i've been living in her on and off of the-
0: Ski tricks, for those who can't see the video. Deep pow ski tricks. Falcon. The Falcon.
1: Whoa. She's front wheel drive, so I usually try to make it up before the storm. We have our ups and downs, but at the end of the day, she keeps me warm and dry.
0: This is cool. You guys got to watch this. This is, I mean, it's only four minutes long. I mean, we will watch that. Is that a
2: heater? She got a heater in there? That looks like a heater
0: inside. Yeah. I don't know. I
2: had
1: that same wood stove in my tiny house. Oh, you did? Really? Nice. Yep. Yeah. It's called a cubic mini. They're really nice.
0: Well, just just saying my 87 Dodge has the original heater in it. I don't need the Cuban mini. What is this? cubic mini cubic
1: <laughs> mini
0: cubic mini oh okay i thought we were talking cigars for a second i didn't know No, yeah.
1: it's a cuban <laughs> mini it's
0: a mini cuban <laughs> uh let's move to the gear 30 segment real quick we do have the custom big sky mountain product uh the ski skins that were designed by local artist denver Botter are in the store. Come check them out. They're really cool. And $10 of each of these skins sold goes to Ogden Avalanche to support the local nonprofit Ogden Avalanche. Uh, also we did get in some Bluntstone boots this week. So if you have been looking for the Bluntstone, um, for all of your, well, they're waterproof, so you can walk around campus in those things and, and your feet will stay dry. Also, they, I hear, they look good in instagram pictures but i would know i've heard
1: that i've well i've seen that
0: you've seen that yeah
1: i've seen uh, it yeah people it, i mean you put on a pair of blundstone boots you just you just look good yeah.
0: <laughs> and functional cuz they're waterproof which is cool
1: uh, yeah. waterproof this
0: week's quote of the week um, it looked like the world was covered in a cobbler crust of brown sugar and cinnamon <laughs> That is when describing November from Sarah Addison Allen. Again, it looked like the world was covered in a cobbler crust of brown sugar and cinnamon. Yeah, it's kind of what November looks like. So, hey, uh, thanks to Banyan One for powering today's 361st episode of the Ogden Outdoor Adventure Show. Look for us on Facebook, Instagram at Ogden Adventure um on apple podcast as well as spotify the collective.com and on the Podbean app all the show notes are available for your viewing pleasure including links to all the things we talk about at the dm us and tell us what you want to hear or just say hi or if there's a special guest you'd like to see on the show at ogden adventure so bryden thank you so much for joining us
1: yeah thanks for having me um i right. hope everyone is excited to come check out your verse and I hope they think it's cool.
0: I think it's cool. Todd Thanks. thinks it's cool.
1: I'll be Todd, there. I Todd think it's great. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys think, think it's, it's cool, cool, then it
0: is cool. God. <laughs> All right, sifting through hours of crappy music, so you don't have to. This week's guest on Van Sessions, or one of one of the guests that we have is Christian Scheller. Uh right, Todd? Did I get that right? Yeah, he's our he's eight, 8 o'clock, I think. Um, yep. I just wanted to make sure he is coming on. So he did this cool rendition of Mad World with the Mighty Happy Crew. We'll play it. Uh, he has it up on his on his Facebook. You can go to MightyHappyCrew.com to watch the whole thing. And uh, it's with some some other people. It's a combo deal. But I love this song. So uh, we'll play it for you. As John Muir would say, the mountains are calling. And we... Oh, whoa, it's right now. Really loud. Nice. cool oh my gosh and then it stopped let's try it again we're getting a little tease we're getting a little tease yeah the mountains are calling when we must go but not that loud of course let's try this again come on facebook give me some love there we go